You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. It's Roxanne Solon and your host this morning, and we are going to be talking about Curcio. I'm sure there's people out there who have been to a Curcio or heard of it, but maybe you need a reintroduction or you have no idea what we're talking about. But we have two guests, one by phone, Father Bill DeKranz from Bemidji, and then we also have Len here in the studio. Len Vonacek, is that how you say your last name? Vanasek. I got it wrong. Okay, Vanasek. All right, Len. Well, uh, why don't we start with you, Len? You can kind of give a little bit of an introduction of yourself, and then we'll introduce Father Bill and then hear more about what Curcio is. All right. All right. Well, thank you for having us here. Uh, It's it's, it's a a very honor to be able to, to... to talk about Curcio. And uh, first of all, I'm Len Vanasik. I, I live in East Grand Forks, Minnesota. I belong to Sacred Heart Parish there, which is part of Crookston Diocese. And so uh, Father Bill uh, and I are both going to talk about the, the, the Curcio in Crookston Diocese. All right. Um, and Father Bill? I'm Father Bill DeCranz. I'm the pastor at St. Philip's in Bemidji. Uh, I've been kind of associated with the Curcio for, for many years, and that I made the Curcio way back in the 1970s, and that I am presently the spiritual director for the Curcio for the Diocese of Crookston. You know, I haven't heard, I, I was, I'm a former Curcioista, I guess, I think is how you say it. Um, I, I haven't been involved, I, I, my life kind of changed, and I got involved in other ministries, but, um, but... Tell me about your first Curcio and a little bit about Curcio itself, Len. Okay. Well, my first Curcio was in February of 2015, uh, and it was a a life-changing thing for me. Uh, Before that, uh, really, I didn't know what Curcio was. When I heard the term Curcio, the first thing I thought of was it sounds like a weekend vacation in Mexico or something. <laughs> I just didn't have any idea what it was. And, but so to begin with, before I go into what it actually did for me, is I'd like to give you a little explanation on sure. what, what it actually is. It's called a short course in Christianity, um, which is maybe a simple term for describing it because it's much more than that. Uh, it's a method to give life to the teachings of the church. Uh, it teaches us our own potential and shows us our own limitations. Uh, it's an invitation to a deeper and lifelong relationship with Jesus uh, through prayer, study, and action. Uh, Curcio is planned by laypersons and presented by laypersons under the direction of the, of the spiritual directors and the priests that uh, provide that spiritual direction, and they also provide the sacraments. Our goal is to make a friend, be a friend, and bring a friend to Christ. Beautiful. Well, okay, so going back to when you made, what stirred your heart then? You, you, at some point you found out it wasn't a vacation in Mexico, <laughs> and then you decided to give it a chance, which I think men are sometimes reluctant to do retreat-type things, but you did. It, it, it's true. I think men are some more reluctant than, than maybe women. But what we find in Curcio is that 
the men that have attended uh, encourage their wives to go and 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 when their wives go if they go first they might encourage their husbands to go so that is uh, a, a pretty good uh, invitation by by your best friend your your mm-hmm. spouse and so uh, but my curiosity is the one is what got uh, me interested in it. Um, I'd heard about it enough times where I, where I said, "Okay, well, what is it?" You know, I've been asked a few times now. So, so what what is the draw? Why, why should I why should I go? I didn't get all of the answers that I wanted, but I went anyway, and it was uh, it was an eye opener for me. It was uh, it was something that. I could hardly explain then, and I can hardly explain now. But I can tell you uh, that uh, what it did for me uh, was life-changing. I was never able to talk about my faith before, before I went to Curcio. I was uh, 60-some-odd years old when I did go to Curcio, so 60 years of not talking about my faith, I'm not sure what that says. But... (laughs) But after Curcio, it may, uh, I, I became more comfortable in talking to people about my faith, explaining what not only what Curcio is, but but faith and helping others and and how we do that. Whether it's time or tra- talent, uh, treasure, whatever it is, how we help others, uh, Curcio helps us get there. You know, I, I I thought this might be a nice time for Father Bill to jump in and kind of explain what it is um, as far as a weekend, more than that. What, what is Curcio, Father Bill, in, in your view? Uh, Curcio, we call it a short, intense course in Christianity. And it is a lay movement. And so uh, the, the biggest part of the Curcio is put on by lay people. And you know, a lot of times people think, well, I'm just going to be go-, go there and they're going to talk to me about theology and everything like that. And that's true. We, we do cover the basics in, in uh, the Christian living and that. But, you know, really the gist of the Curcio is the lay people sharing their life, how they live their Christian life with the other people, new people coming on. And the Curcio, the thrust of the Curcio isn't necessarily that you're going to make the three days, but, you know, what's going to happen after the Curcio? And that's where, um, you know, there's a follow-up to Curcio that, you know, you learn uh, how to, how to uh, share your life together and how to um, live your life together and experience it, you know, the Everybody experiences it in a different way in that. And so uh, it's, it's a weekend, but it's more than just a weekend. It's, it's a way to, to be able to live your life. Like what Len said, he said he, he never shared his life before. But now, after the seal, he wants to share, wants to, you know, with other people, how, how to live the Christian life. Is there a? I was just say, is there an age, um, an age requirement or anything like that? Len, you you're an example of it's never too late, right? So, right, right. so we know that. Um, is is there a age limit on the earlier end? 
of, of who should attend or think about or pray about? I don't think there's actually an age limit. We have few people that would attend that, for instance, haven't been at a, graduated from high school yet. But we've had people 20 years old. We've had people 80-some years old. And so everyone in between. So depending on what walk of life, you're, what, what you do for a living, how much time you have and so forth, you do need to take that Friday off from whatever day it is you're working or whatever job you have. And so it's a commitment to go, uh, but it's worthwhile. And then what happens? So there's a weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm assuming, and then, and then what? Then when the weekend is over, uh, we meet in groups uh, of people who do their sharing, and they, they help each other through good times and not-so-good times. Someone is always having a problem in their lives. Someone else is there to uplift them, to help them share that problem, talk it out. Um, And so uh, it's just a good sharing. It's usually done once a week, uh, but but some teams meet at at different times, some groups. Uh, Men and and women have cursillos at different times uh, that... That sharing is not always done only by men on one, uh, at one time, women at another. Sometimes it's done by both, depending on size of parish, how many people have gone, and so forth. Okay. Sounds like a, a building up of the body of Christ, uh, a, a tapping in, uh, of, the Holy, of the Holy Spirit within you to enliven it and to bring that out into the world. Uh, Father, I, I'm curious about your Curcio experience. It was a lot a lot uh, further away than than Lens here. What what was yours like? Well, you you asked the question: Is is there an early age to attend Christio? I was one of those that attended when I was in high school, but that was many years ago. And nowadays, you know that uh, high school and uh, kids and that they have so many different things. Uh, retreats and, and uh, diocese uh, youth rallies and things like that that are geared right towards the youth and that. Um, I attended, and, and then over the years, I've been involved in the Curcio in, in many different ways. I've, I think I've, I've presented just about every talk in the Curcio as first as a layman back, back way back when, and then since I've been ordained a uh, priest, I've been a uh, spiritual director for the Curcio movement in the diocese, and I think I've presented just about every every talk in the uh, layman's or the priest uh, spiritual direction. That um, it's it's been a, a very exciting time for me. I get to witness people who really you know they're they're searching for. They're searching and, and they want to want to see what what's there for them, and the, the Curcio can get them started on that path where they can start to live and and um, grow in their faith. Father, we're going to take a short yes. break here. I'm going to interrupt your yes. thoughts and hear more about Curcio from your perspective. We're going to be back with more Curcio talk with Father Bill and Len. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this little break. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Deep Desire of the Magi Why did the Magi set off from afar to go to Bethlehem? The answer has to do with the mystery of the star which they saw in the east and which they recognized as the star of the King of the Jews, that is to say, the sign of the birth of the Messiah. So their journey was inspired by a powerful hope toward the kingship of God himself. The Magi set out because of a deep desire which prompted them to leave everything and begin a journey. This is the mystery of God's call, the mystery of vocation. It is part of the life of every Christian. When the Magi came to Bethlehem, going into the house they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Here at last was the long-awaited moment, their encounter with Jesus. Going into the house, this house in some sense represents the church. In order to find the Savior, one has to enter the house which is the church. They fell down and worshipped him and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Here is the culmination of the whole journey. Encounter becomes adoration. It blossoms into an act of faith and love which acknowledges in Jesus, born of Mary, the Son of God made man. The secret of holiness is friendship with Christ and faithful obedience to his will. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solomon. We have Father Bill DeCranz from Bemidji on the line, and also in studio, Len Vanasek. He's from East Grand Forks, and both of them are talking this morning with us about Crucio. Now, that word in and of itself is interesting. Father Bill, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the origins of Crucio, and then I want to hear a little bit more about your very first Crucio and what, what pulled you into the movement. So let's just start with, like, a short history lesson. What does Curcio mean? Mm-hmm. Well, Curcio started in Spain. Uh, Bishop Juan Hervas was approached by a group of men, and the group of men asked him what they could do to help him in his ministry. And Bishop Juan uh, took this group of men out to the island of Majorca, and they sat down out the island there, and they came up with the Curcio. And they approached it from the layman's standpoint, rather than the priest getting up there and, and talking all the time. But how does a layman, you know, live their faith life? From Spain, then, it came to the United States through Texas, through the, uh, the Spanish community in Texas. And then from there, it was 
translated to the English language and then spread throughout the United States. Uh, in the early 60s, it came to the Fargo Diocese, and it was the late 60s that I made Microshield then. So um, it was a very new movement in the church. Uh, the, the popes all gave it, their blessings to the movement. Um, and it was really something, you know, back then it was right after Vatican II, and so people were looking for ways to live, to live their faith and to understand their faith and to grow closer to God. And the Curcio kind of, you know, fit this bill in that. And, you know, it's given by lay people, and basically, how do, the, do you live your faith? And when I made Microseal back way back when, that was kind of the way it was, and it still is. It's still that way. Uh, it's really a little different when you you sit there and with other gentlemen of all ages and just kind of learn how to share together how to grow and how to uh, study and how, how to act in their faith. Uh, we have a follow-up to the Curcio called the Group Reunion where uh, people get together in little groups and just share prayer, share with study, and share what how they act in their faith. And I've been in, participated in group reunions many, many over the years, and uh, it's always been a, a joy because, you know, you, you develop a camaraderie in there, and you really get a good chance to sit and, you know, say, say you read a good book. You get to share that good book with one another and share what it means that to your faith in that. And not only that, but uh, a lot of times when I had a, a family, you know, the other guys in the group were married too, and so we got a chance to share how we, you know, teach our children and, and pass the faith on to the children in that and to work together on that. And so Curcio is really... Myself has affected me very positively over over the years. Uh, now, as a spiritual director, as a priest, I get I get the great honor of you know watching people really grow in their faith and really you might say bloom. You know uh, how how do does the spirit work in my life and how do I need to what do I need to do and how can I help in in my life in that. And Len can probably share a little bit about that too. Yeah, absolutely, Len. Um, take take it away. What, what, <laughs> tell us more about Curcio and what it's done for your life, and, and and maybe talk to people about how they can get involved if they're interested. All right, uh, thank you. So so anyone can attend uh, Curcio who wants to deepen their faith, learn a little bit more about themselves, and be willing and able to help others in many ways. Uh, Curcio attendees or Curciestas, once having been there to make their own Curcio, can sponsor a person who would like to attend. They also answer any questions that they may have, uh, help them get settled in. They can show them what to bring with them for the weekend uh, and so forth. 
So those uh, those things inspired by their own religion, uh, their own faith in in their humility, in their kindness, in their love, they're, they're, they're sharing that with each other. And that's the beauty of it is, is that sharing takes place from top to bottom during a curcio and hopefully for the rest of your lives. It, it kind of seems like, you know, we're talking about evangelizing, going out into the culture, affecting, affecting others, but we need to be grounded ourselves. We need to be fortified ourselves as as christians as catholics we need to fill the body of christ around us right and then and then we can go out and we can share about that inspire each other right yeah and that's what curcio does for us is it teaches us a little bit about ourselves and about jesus and and how we need to during those bad times during those difficult times we need to ask jesus for his help in words of gospel take this cup from me, but it, your will, not my will. Or another hand is, is you ask the Holy Spirit to, to, uh, to use you, to use your eyes and your ears and your tongue and your lips and your fingertips mm-hmm. and, and do this for you. Let me be your instrument. Mm-hmm. And so you're asking the Jesus and the Holy Spirit to do that. It's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. just fun to do. Um. How, how would people get involved uh, if, if they're interested in giving it a try? Are there cursios going on right now or coming up? Or? Yeah, yes, we have. In fact, uh, Women's Curcio in Crookston is this weekend, September 21st through the 24th. Um, and we have Men's Curcio in a month, which will be October 26th through the 29th, this fall, 23. Um, is it too late to sign up for the women's one if anyone is interested? Or nearly, but okay. uh, I'm sure that they would still um, that the, they would still allow a person to sign up and and uh, and attend. Uh, it, it, you're taking a Friday off, so it's a little bit of a commitment. Um, and uh, but th- there's still room. I'm quite sure. If there's and a latecomer, where would they go? Who would they call? Or how do they sign up? Actually, anyone who has made their curcio could be asked to start with okay. then it goes through the pastor of the parish um and the, the, the that's the instrument to get into curcio um and then they're just invited for the weekend and we're off to the races if someone listening right now is near the crookston area and just happens to have the weekend off where would they go to to sign up within their parish they could start with their priest okay. that would be probably the best place and then he would direct them to to where they where they need to who to contact and so forth okay, okay. maybe either of you could could give me a a, a, a takeaway that that just is is remarkable maybe a, a moment that Curcio changed your life um, we could start with you Lynn and follow with father <laughs> all right well let me see First of all, I would have to say that that Curcio itself gives gives new meaning to that phrase, give it up to Jesus. Uh, he is the one that helps you through those difficult times. We do help each other through those difficult times, but Jesus is really the person doing that, and, and we learn how to ask him to do that. We, we feel... Uh, it could be a loss in the family. It could be many things that, that have us down. And, mm-hmm. and, and 
prayer always helps. And asking Jesus to, to take this cup for me is, is, what, is what Curcio is all about. There's a freedom in that. There is, absolutely. A lot of surrender. How about you, Father Bill? What, what's the big takeaway that you could leave people with to kind of hook them into this movement and at least get them praying about it? Well, I, I come from the spiritual end myself as a priest, and I've experienced many, many, many times when people have, uh, you know, they have kind of like these aha moments, and that when they, you know, you put something together and something makes sense to you or something just, you never thought of before in that. Uh, I had one one young man come to me during during the Christeel, right after Mass, and uh, during the Mass we had talked about the Holy Eucharist. And in this year of the Eucharistic revival, you know, coming back to the the Eucharist, um, he, he came to me and he and he big tears in his eyes and he says, you know. I've been going to Mass all these years and that, but he says, this is really the first Mass where I really found Jesus in the Mass. And he was excited because from then on, he would, he would had that opportunity to do the Mass and that. But, you know, just to witness the many times when, you know, people kind of, oh, I never thought of it that way. I had one gentleman come come to me, and he, he talked about one of the men that was giving a talk, and he and he talked about living his Christian life. And he came to me, and he, he says, you know, he says, if he can do it, he's just like me, then I can do it. I can live that Christian life, you know. And so there's been many, many, many times when, um, you know, you... It's not uh, anything new. There's nothing new taught in the Curcio. It's just that, you know, how can we go out and live? Absolutely. Live our life and be that way. Yes. We need that community. Absolutely. We're not supposed to do it alone. And Curcio can be one more way. We are going to have to end it here. But thank you, gentlemen, for being here. And I hope that this has kind of revived people's spirits and given them one more channel to connect with others and with God. So thank you for being here and talking about Curcio. Thank you very much. God bless you. And de colores. De colores. (laughs) All right. We'll be back with Stella Jeffries, who's in the studio here. And we're going to be talking about some pro-life advocacy, sidewalk advocacy work that she has undertaken this summer. So we'll be right back with more after this message. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Uh, I remember even during that time, and and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially with his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth and I would go, there's no way this person is not closer to God than I am. Mm. Uh, So I always had this sort of secret respect for for John Paul II. Of course, I never said this to any of my (laughs) brethren friends. You You wouldn't dare. No, of course not. But I, I, I... 
I, I don't mean to disparage them because they taught me to love the scripture. And interestingly enough, even though they, they do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament, they had communion every Sunday. And so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the scriptures. And so I'm really thankful to them for that. is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that when we forgive from the heart, we are transformed and we become more like Jesus. It is not in our power not to feel or to forget an offense, but the heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit turns injury into compassion and purifies the memory in transforming the hurt into intercession. Holding on to unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Ultimately, we are the ones who suffer the most. We have been forgiven through our baptism and continue to be forgiven through the sacrament of penance. Through conversation with the beloved, the sacraments, and life in the Holy Spirit, may we be given the grace to forgive our transgressors just as Jesus taught us. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.